forward to the cloud. Okay. All right. Thank you so much for being here on this special episode of the podcast. Today we have a wonderful guest with us, Courtney, also known as Shouty7 on Instagram and probably all social medias, right? Yeah, everything Shoddy7 right now, besides like Facebook, but that's just there. <laughs> Throw it up well, there. Thank you so much for um, being here with us. Um, so firstly, I'll go over how, so it's kind of interesting how I met Courtney, um, very serendipitous, and I don't even know if you actually remember, but it was back when um, we were in high school, and I was dating a guy, and someone like kind of, um, I think someone had a crush on her, and then I looked up her Instagram, and I said, wait a minute, she's cool as shit, let me uh, just link, and then it kind of naturally flowed from there. It's interesting to see like, we've been like connected in each other's lives for such a long time, but up until we never really met up until recently, except for yeah. in high school at one of those feasts in the North end. True, I, true. Like, <laughs> I was like, I know you. Yeah. Um, and so Courtney does a lot of art and right now you're a tattoo apprentice, right? Yes, I am right now. I should be tattooing sometime soon. I actually just switched shops that I was working at too. Oh, really? Yeah. Cool. Well, I'm really excited to get a tattoo from you. I like keep messaging you. I'm like, so <laughs> I know it's been a very I've been there for like a year and the process has just been like dealing with the government of Reading has been kind of tough. Mm. Um, yeah, Reading's not it. <laughs> I know. They, they don't like art. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. Um, so when I first started following you've been an artist forever, right? But I remember when I was following you, you were in nursing school. Yeah, I actually um I've always made art, but I didn't mm-hmm. want to, like, I didn't think I could go to school for it. I never really thought it was possible. Um, I went to a school that really didn't fund art or care about art at all, like, throughout my whole life. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, oh, this is just fun for me to, like, feel good and happy and, like, just do something with myself. Mm-hmm. And then in high school, I was like, fuck, I don't know what to do. Um, I really like helping people, and I really like science, so I thought nursing was it for me. Uh, but throughout nursing school, I realized that that just, I don't think that's what was going to fulfill me. Like seeing people mm-hmm. in some of their worst states for me personally yeah. would just be very draining for me. And I don't think I'd be able to help them to my fullest. Yeah. So I ended up changing my um, degree to psychology. And throughout oh. that, I just, um, I just stayed, uh, stayed in psychology, got a philosophy minor and just kept like taking in stuff that I think would help me grow. Mm. all while continuing making art to hopefully start tattooing once I graduated cool so has tattooing always been a goal yeah it has especially yeah I gave myself my first tattoo when I was 13 in my bedroom oh wow (laughs) a little moon on my toe (laughs) and then a peace sign on my ankle 13 wow that's really cool. I really didn't know that you were all about um, tattooing. I thought it was just kind of like art in general. And then you thought, oh, let's like try the tattooing thing. But what like what was your first medium when you first started like making art? Like how did that kind of how did you start your almost like um, I want to say business side? Because I don't think as artists, you know, you don't just kind of it's always something that's in you. You know, you're always creating. But how did you kind of start presenting your art to the world? I guess during college, I I graduated high school and I felt like really 
like lost and like I thought yeah. I knew what I wanted to do getting into nursing and realizing that I was hating that me I yeah. just like started panicking I was like I have to do something that doesn't yeah. make me feel like this yeah and so I just started making as much art as I could in all my free time um and throughout that like I just kept getting better um I kept mm. wanting to I kept drawing on a bunch of different random objects like pieces of wood like mm -hmm. cardboard and I thought it'd be fun to start drawing on clothes so once I started doing that it was more for myself um mm -hmm. And it wasn't until right before COVID hit, I was like, oh, I want to start making thongs. Like, mm, yeah, I don't know those I, I just falling so bad. <laughs> I just wanted, like, I was like, I think this would be something, like, art makes me feel so good. Having art on my body, getting tattoos makes me feel good. Mm -hmm. I want to be able to wear it, too. So yeah. I just started making stuff for myself to feel good, and other mm -hmm. people started liking it, too. So seeing that, I was like, oh, if I could help people in some way, whether it makes you feel confident or a little bit better about yourself throughout the day, I mm -hmm. want to start doing that. So yeah. and I started sharing it more and mm -hmm. it, it worked out. People were very receptive and very kind. Yeah. Um, I love your thongs. I want one so bad. <laughs> they're, so, they're so hot. So you have like this specific style almost like I, I feel like you're drawn to what I see from you, like pinup girls, especially. Is that something you've always just like something that's always caught your eye? I think so. I've always mm -hmm. been like, I went to a school where you couldn't have um, piercings, tattoos, you had to wear a mm -hmm. uniform all the time. So I was very drawn to individuality mm -hmm. and like being able to see people be themselves is something that like I was always like envious of as a kid. Mm -hmm. So I'd always draw, like, I feel like I draw what I wanted to look like or mm -hmm. people who I thought just like looked cool. And yeah. now like that just continued up throughout my art. Like I get the chance to draw people as pinups. Like people come to me for like a pinup of themselves. Ooh. It's always fun to like add people's tattoos or their favorite outfit. That's cool. So is the style you tattoo, is it specifically, I don't know much about um, like tattoo styles, but is it um, American Gothic or American traditional? It's the style that I'm going for would be more like American mm -hmm. traditional. Okay, cool. Which people it like is, yeah. they call it like cartoony style, mm -hmm. very bold and bright. Yeah, you like the colors. Yeah, I love like very bright colors. It's a lot of fun. So in terms of like, you know, you said you studied psychology and you wanted to use it for your own journey. When did you kind of like so if I remember it was your school that you um like grew up in, was it a religious school? No, it was a charter school. So oh. um they were just very strict and very like standardized test focused, um, basically breeding little robots. Yeah. Yeah. Like kind of the whole school system is meant to do. <laughs> like it, it was like that to like an extreme, like you couldn't even have facial hair. Damn. Like weird <laughs> stuff like that. Like kind of creepy. You had like mascara on, they'd be like, go wash your face. No way. Just what like weird, weird shit. So did you like connect because we do connect on um, like a spiritual level to like us, but also just our kind of like um, views and beliefs, some of them. So was that something that you've always been interested in? So I guess you don't have the um, it doesn't seem like you have the religious trauma sauce from your school. <laughs> <laughs> I was not brought up religious at all. Actually, um, my parents aren't religious. Mm -hmm. my mom like we used to go on hikes in the woods when we were little and she would tell me mm -hmm. that like Paul Bunyan and Babe the Blue Ox could be our god so <laughs> <laughs> goals <laughs> so I never really had like 
a sense of religion and I just kind of like tried to find my own meaning in the world and how like I don't know I don't really I guess I don't I don't know I don't like pray to anything but I guess I like talk to the yeah guy or whatever the nature. there is yeah yeah or the people who I love who have passed mm-hmm. away true um so like in your um psychology degree do you uh, how is that like those learnings and those teachings helped you kind of like better understand yourself those around you and also kind of maybe like I don't know if you have any specific formed beliefs in your spirituality or how has that like helped you form your spirituality um I think since I was little I was always very emotional and Mm. I feel that very little kid like I would just feel so heavy with emotions or mm-hmm. I did always be like incredibly overwhelming to me and it was something that like I would try to understand but couldn't fully and I would always just listen to my feelings and what I felt was right um and I feel like going in I went into psychology to see if I could understand myself a little bit better or mm-hmm. even help me be a little like lighter with other people because mm-hmm. I feel like I find myself taking on a lot of people's emotions and what they're upset about. Mm-hmm. And I try to, I just want to, I don't know, I don't really know. When I, yeah. I feel like I just want to help people and having that like psychology background helps me be a little yeah. more patient. Yeah, because you do seem to me like the way um, you come off is giving kind of like a teacher example energy. Like you, you are very in tune you know, but I like how you started, um, like with the intent of kind of trying to understand yourself. I definitely relate to growing up with like that deep, heavy emotion. And it's almost like, I don't know about you, but I always felt as though like my (laughs) reactions in my like mental state was not reflective of what I've been through in this life. And I was like, where the heck is this coming from? Like, of course I have trauma, just like, you know, every other person. And it wasn't easy for me, but like, I mean, a witch was bad, down bad, like <laughs> horrendous. <laughs> so young too, and you're like, I haven't even gone through anything yet. Why am I feeling these feelings? Literally. And I'm or like moping like you- around, like and my parents are like, and I'm like, you don't understand. That's, I felt, I was like five years old, like crying every single day. I'm like, you, don't, you guys don't get it. And they're like, what have you been through? Like, <laughs> they're like, we seriously didn't right do that bad of a job. <laughs> <laughs> they always take it personal, I feel like, when you like kind of bring up your struggles. Well, at least in my case, sometimes. It's probably not hard not to as a parent. I find that too, that like, I, know, I try to think that we were all going through this together, like this is the first time they had kids. This is the first time I've been here that I can remember. And yeah. <laughs> like, it, when I was younger, it was a very, like, I was just like, no one understands me. I felt very alone. Mm-hmm. I really felt like the black sheep of the family. Yeah. But now as I've gotten older and like realized that they have their own shit that they have to work through as yeah. well. And like, they also, they didn't know how to deal with what I was going through. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I didn't either. And like, Back then, I expected them to, but mm-hmm. now I know that they were still trying to figure it out too. So whatever they did in that moment, I try to forgive them because they were uh, still. Yeah, that's a really good point. I think that's kind of like a quintessential part of like the healing journey, especially with your family and parents, like realizing that they are doing the best that they can 
you know, and I mean, I'm kind of like both of my parents first child. So yeah, well, it was their first time too. And they probably have never, um, you know, they probably didn't ex expect this eccentric, uh, you know, <laughs> drama, if you will. <laughs> Especially coming from like, where, like our parents are probably similar in age and like mm. when they were growing up, they couldn't talk about this, like anything really. Yeah, like, yeah. Go with, the, go with the flow of what was happening. And yeah. I always think about how um, our parents' generation was raised by like the depression generation. So they were really brought up kind of on survival in that day and age. So they kind of like, it's kind of like a second hand. But I mean, I do think that we are like almost chain breakers or cycle breakers. And we get to kind of talk about these things for the first time, like depression and anxiety, you know, like I'd say for me personally, depression was my biggest um, obstacle in terms of mental health. That's mine as well. That's what was like holding me back the most. And like, mm -hmm. it was harder. That was like the hardest thing for me to pull myself out of. And I mm. still find myself getting stuck. Yeah. And like, I still find myself in similar cycles. But yeah. now I've learned to recognize them and either mm -hmm. ride it out or push to change something while I'm going through it. True. Yeah. Like just the notion that it will change. You know, I like how you said ride it out because for me, sometimes when I get in those states, I'm like, I literally cannot do this. And so then you kind of like try to, I don't know, either I'm like, let me like try to formulate an exit plan or like, just like, I can't just sit with it almost because it's so fucking heavy. Like, you get like antsy. I find myself yeah. I'm stuck in like a pit of depression. Like I'd quit my job. I would mm, like okay. just do where I'm like, all right, that's not a problem. But yeah, sometimes it does. But sometimes it's like I just made that decision because I needed change, and that wasn't the change I don't I needed. Facts, yeah, yeah, and especially like um, I'd like I wouldn't go to school or I wouldn't go to um work because of the depression, and then I'd get anxious, and then like continue not going, you know. Mm -hmm. And anxiety for me, it's mostly social anxiety. But like in terms of going to work and everything, like it was just, it's just so bad. But I think that that goes along with like energy sensitivity, you know, and picking up on people's emotions and everything. And going into work and having to take on everyone else's emotions every day, it's a lot. And having to do that yeah. when you're not in like the best state of mind yourself. Mm. Too. A lot of people can like just get over that, but having to push through the day and then go home and sit with that you it just feel it doesn't feel authentic at all and it's not like a life that I want to be living honestly 100 percent what I, we're I, like go ahead I just gonna say I think like our like I try to think about like our parents having to do that and like being stuck in the same jobs and like True. I feel like now we have the power to start like being a little more free and yeah. taking more unconventional paths when it comes to careers um, just to fulfill us because I think it's very important like the money will come that like yeah. it's not the main focus yeah yeah definitely um, for me like I almost talked to my parents because they they the only reality they know was going out and getting a job you know but then I'm like listen like I have my own things that I can do and it can make money but they almost like can't perceive that or something because it's so new to them you know like paving this new way yeah, you can do it your own way. Yeah, yeah. Like you don't have to rely on everyone else. Yeah. 
And yeah, no, definitely. Like, I mean, when I was going in and going to a job, now I have some jobs, but like, it's only temporary and I do my own thing. But yeah, that's a good point about looking at our parents and like the cycle of being in that cycle that we all hated, like our whole generation hates the cycle, you know, of going into work and then being stuck in that. That must be a, must be tough. But um, what I was going to ask you before is like, what were some of the, well, first, um, what was kind of like your changing point where you realized, like, I want to almost take my depression into my own hands. Like, I want, I want to get better. Was that ever a point for you or were you always trying to get better? I feel like I was always like trying to get better or just in my head, like fighting myself, like knowing that I needed there to be a change. Mm. Um, and I felt like I was just like, oh, maybe if I do this, I'll get better. Maybe if I'll do this, mm-hmm. like kind of trying something new to avoid myself. Um, mm. And my nephew actually passed away my freshman year of college. And oh, sorry, I think I remember that. Yeah, he, he was a he was a baby. He was six months old. And like yeah. that, just like seeing how it affected my family and like feeling like it's effect, like his loss mm. and that effect on me. I was just like so stuck. And I was like, I can't just keep living like this. Like, yeah. I don't know. It just made me realize how short life was. And mm. I was just like, I need to do something for myself. I can't sit and be miserable forever if I don't change now. Like I'm just going to be stuck in this cycle and I'm the only one who can help myself. Yeah. So after that, I was just like putting my all into my art and mm. doing that to keep me calm. And while I would sit and make art, I just sit and think and think about my whole life, everything that I wanted to avoid things that like I wish didn't happen to me, things I wish I did mm. everything I wanted to change. I'd sit there and like meditate through while I was drawing mm. and it just helped me process a lot. I feel like I did it without, like, I used to go to therapy, but I feel like doing it on my own is something that I needed because I kept avoiding Mm -hmm. myself and trying to find other things to fix my problems. Yeah, facts. And I like how you said that art is a therapy because I think that sometimes when we view meditation, we think that we just have to sit and be still. But anything that we're in that flow state and just the mind can kind of like talk about anything that needs to be talked about, you know, things that we are repressing. I always found like sitting and like meditating without any sort of movement was hard for me because I would mm. start like straying and thinking of other things. So like drawing yeah. or like even like braiding something always will keep me back in, like will bring me back to my head and ground me a little bit more. Yeah. Would you say that like now your kind of like state of being is like night and day compared to where you were? Like there's a huge change. I like honestly feel like I'm an entirely different person which is like it feels really good like from where I was like freshman year of college to now like that was five years ago just entirely different human (laughs) yeah I definitely resonate with that um what were some other things you kind of have found that um helped your journey with your like depression and mental health and everything like that Honestly, getting tattooed has been something that, like, is a huge part of my life. Being able to, like, be, like, being able to get tattooed really gives me, like, the power over my own body. And it also Mm -hmm. helps create relationships with people. Like, every Mm -hmm. single time I go and get tattooed, it's always been a very positive reaction. And I feel like that positivity is being put into the art that's being put into my body. 
Mm. And I just feel like it's like building my armor every day, having the yeah. that I can put on me, whether it's something fun and funny. Like I have this little worm on my arm. Mm-hmm. And like everyone's like, oh, you have a little worm with a top hat. I'm like, it makes me smile. And it was a fun yeah. day. And it was like done by another awesome apprentice. So Aww. yeah, that's why like I specifically I keep harping you for the tattoos because for me, when I get tattooed, like it's I look at it as like such a like that person is putting their whole energy into you, you know? It's like a very intimate process. So I don't want like Joe Schmo that I've well, I, I've had I've definitely had some Joe Schmo tattoos. Okay, I've been there too. (laughs) (laughs) But um, I really think the process is so intimate and so sacred. Like you're literally leaving art on someone's body and like, you know, putting your all into their skin. And you're in a very like vulnerable position. Like you're putting like receiving pain from someone or like giving pain to someone, like you have to be gentle. Like you have to make it like an enjoyable experience because it is scary. Like your body can go like goes into shock and like, yeah, your body is not used to that. So if you're being stabbed basically while in an uncomfortable position, like that's just, I feel like that's just not healthy. Yeah. And now that you say that, um, it reminds me of something that I hadn't uh, thought about before for our conversation. But so some of the art and some of the things you post, I know that they're very like kink and like sex um, centered. And so where kind of like, does that come in with your journey? Like, how does that help you with your self-expression and your own exploration? I just like, I feel like my interest in psychology and like learning as much as I can about other people and just like, even if I don't have the same views or same kinks or interests, like I still want to know why people are into what they're into. Mm. And I think my curiosities like come out when it comes to like kink and like fetishes because everyone has them mm-hmm. or not, like in some sense yeah. and people express them so differently. And yeah. I don't know. I just, it's just something that I find very interesting. Um, I definitely agree. And I think that um, sexuality, especially in this country, is very much repressed. And that's almost like, because you could go up to someone and someone could say, oh, no, I don't have any kinks. But it's just because of like this unexplored part. Something that I saw the other day was this woman saying like, sex is just as natural as eating and drinking, you know, and it is just, it's a part of our like mammalistic nature. But it kind of has, it has become something so, um, so shamed and also, and then it, because it's so shamed, then it turns to something that's not beautiful, you know, then you get the violence in there, then you get the repression and all the stuff that like is unacceptable, you know? There's a lot of like negativity around like talking about like sex Mm. and kinks and like, there's so much negativity surrounding it when I don't think there should be at all like yeah I don't know I just feel like if it's something everyone came like became in touch with there'd be a lot Mm -hmm. less like hostility between like facts everyone like yeah I I don't know I feel like growing up like little girls always fighting over like I don't know it's just like I feel like when I was younger like even the way people would talk about like me having a flat chest or like all the little girls hating each other because of like a boy and seeing how that gradually like progresses into like actual violence as adults and literally 
just weird how it's from being a kid to seeing how it translates to now. I don't know. Yeah, I agree. And I think also like um, our sexual like center, our energy center, that is like life force energy. That's where we get our kind of like a prana, they say. And so when we kind of like suppress that, like, and, and I also agree, I always talk about, um, I joke with my friends when we kind of like are in the, um, in the position where we can have more say in this world because it's not controlled by absolute freaks in the government. Um, I want to have orgies and it's not even so much for the, I want to host orgies and it's not even so much for the um, sexual aspect, but m- like to satisfy my own needs, but f- more so for the, um, for the purpose of being able to break down those barriers because I think that we are so weird with our sexual we can't you're breaking up a little bit yeah I just one second breaking up okay go ahead yeah I feel like people just are not vulnerable with themselves and people like I like the thought of a whole group of people having orgies is probably a fucking nightmare to so many people because the thought of being naked in front of someone still scares them the thought of expressing wants and needs is very difficult for yeah. a lot of people I feel like people expressing have sex to ha- like for the other person or for themselves without fully understanding the person or themselves and what they want out of it Facts, facts. Like when you are having sex with someone and you don't know what they want out of it and you're afraid to express what you want out of it, why are you doing it? Yeah. Like, how do you feel after that? Like, do you feel filled, accomplished, or do you feel sad and empty or confused? Yeah. And that's something that I'm actually working through right now. My um, best friend is very much into like, um, like almost like her main purpose is kind of like the sexual expression and that thing. And so I'm building my relationship back with my own um, like vagina, my portal, because like I just kind of almost, I thought I knew what I liked, but I kind of never took the time to explore that. And so like even last, just communicating like with her and saying like, what do you want? What do you like? You know, and I think that's not something that we even like as a culture focus on at all. It's just about kind of like the commercialized, what they put in our face, you know, fucking feeling good. So for your, like, when did you kind of um, start becoming so mindful of your sexuality and how you kind of approached it? Um, So when I was younger, I honestly, like, my first relationship was like a grooming situation. Mm -hmm. So I was just introduced Uh in such a toxic way and like a very possessive way. Yeah. Um, and then after that breakup, I acted like it never happened and ignored it mm. for years. So I was just like going around being mindless, not really putting any thought into like yeah. actual acts I was doing. And then like, I don't know, I guess just in college when everything like blew up, I was just like, fuck, I need to address all this because I've just been mm. ignoring everything for so long. And so that all just started coming out a little bit more. Um, mm-hmm. And I didn't really know what I wanted. I didn't really know yeah. what I liked. And that's something I just wanted to figure out. Um, yeah. And I guess like doing it through art was an easier mm-hmm. way for me to do it. 
True. Yeah. Just because it is like, it's still harder for me to like put it's, I don't know. I'm like, it's hard for me to speak sometimes. So it's just easier for me to draw things out. And even if it's stuff like I might not personally be into Mm -hmm. it's stuff that I'm like, Oh, this is really intriguing. And I can see why someone would be into that. Yeah. And so I, I definitely resonate with that. Like my, um, my first boyfriend was like a bit possessive and I almost look back and I wouldn't like get wet, but it was just because my body wasn't comfortable, you know, like Mm -hmm. it wasn't ready to explore. But I know now um, from what I've seen, I've never met your boyfriend, but it seems like you have a long-term really loving and healthy relationship. Like you guys seem like two peas in a pod. Yeah. And if if I'm correct, is he a tattoo artist as well? Yes, he is. Um, so we we started dating in high school, mm-hmm. and we both on our own journey, and it's been nice to share that with someone because he's been very patient. We've both like discovered more about like our sexuality while being together. We've both mm-hmm. grown a lot as artists while being together. Um, mm-hmm. He he's raised by like a very like two very like strong powerful women too, which I feel like being taken into that family has helped me a lot as well. Yeah, for sure. A lot of patience. Yeah. I mean, being raised by like two boss ass women, that's, <laughs> that's powerful for sure. And so yeah, um, is he's always been an artist? Yeah. When we met, um, he was doing more like graffiti and mm-hmm. just like drawing all the time. We met when we were little kids, like when we were 12, but we reconnected with working at a coffee shop. Um, I was working with one of his best friends. So he came to visit me one day and then we just started hanging out. And now it's been seven years. <laughs> seven years. Wow. Slay. Yeah, it's, it's really awesome. And while we were while I was in school, he was working retail for a bit. And just mm-hmm. like he was still making art, too. Um, we were both trying to just figure ourselves out. Yeah, and he was offered an apprenticeship, and he's mm-hmm. been tattooing for a little over a year now. Cool. So over the course of seven years, I mean, I can imagine it's probably like you guys have changed, especially during this like these formative years. Like you guys almost have like been so many people over the years. Like, is it crazy just to see the growth like in each other and also as a couple? It's so it's so beautiful. Like it's really yeah. like I'm very proud of both of us having yeah. like someone to sit and talk that out with and like it makes you really recognize how far you've come. Which yeah. is like we both went from being very nervous, shy, like awkward, like covering our faces kind of kids to like <laughs> being out in public smiling, like saying hi to everyone, making friends with everyone. Like oh, something we thought like we'd never be doing. We thought we'd be like stuck in our little bubbles forever. Really? That is so awesome. Yeah. yeah, like we went to a convention last weekend and like we just like go to tattoo conventions, meet a bunch of people, go have fun. I mean, I feel like if I met you now, I would have never known that you were like so um, like awkward or depressed back in the day. Like you seem very much in your own energy. I'm glad you think so because <laughs> I feel like I was... I know a little worm before and now maybe I'm a caterpillar almost a butterfly but I was like a little faggot before. (laughs) 
So going forward with your like um, art journey, do you have any specific milestones or goals that you're really looking forward to? Honestly, I'm just very excited to start tattooing people. Um, mm -hmm. Aww, hi kitty. <laughs> She'll jump on the laptop. <laughs> I'm very excited to start tattooing people. Mm -hmm. I just think it'll be a very nice experience uh, to be able to bring people in and yeah. kind of hang out and make art a lot. A lot of the art that I make is alone. So mm. I'm excited to have that aspect of it, like being able to just like hang out with people. Yeah. Um, also, I really like once I start tattooing, I'm not sure if I'll have a lot of time to be making clothes, but I do want to start like sewing my own patterns and stuff and doing some embroidery so I can like embroider some like bralettes and thongs and whatever like I could see you with your own shop you know and then selling like your clothes and art there too I imagine like a little like if I own a shop one day like a little gallery in the front or a mm. store so I can have like local artists have their stuff in the store and like art on the walls would you like to stay in Boston I don't know yeah. I've never really traveled so I think once I start tattooing, I'm going to try to see if I can, like, make some friends and do some guest spots or do conventions yeah. around the country. Because mm -hmm. uh, I've been here forever, and I don't have, like, the de like a crazy desire to stay besides my family. Yeah. So I definitely want to go see the world. Yeah. And, that, like, for me, also, it's, like, tattoos, like the way I perceive it with many artists, it's almost like therapy too. Like you're kind of being someone's kind of like safe space for that time. You know, you're holding space for them and especially the conversation. And I, and I do think that, you know, my perception is that you are like, you do have a healing energy, you know, like that's kind of part of it too. I, I there's some artists who like don't like when people just like dump their whole life out on them while you're, yeah while you're getting tattooed but like I personally like want, I want people to Aww. be able to tell me everything like whatever you feel like you need to get off your chest like I'm okay with you can say the most like wild thing that you think is like so absurd or like you really feel like you need a trauma dump. Like, I'm I'm really okay with that like tell me whatever you need to get off your chest are you so do you have a um shop tattoo like a shop picked out now that you're already at so I'm gonna be starting I I left the shop I was at for like nine months this week um mm -hmm. just no hard feelings just um yeah I am very structured when yeah. it comes to like learning stuff and I think for me to do like be able to give people the best tattoos I just need a little more structure and consistency mm -hmm. um just so I can like learn the best to be able to work on people. yeah and I have a spot lined up at Visible Ink in Malden. Oh, cool. A, I've my, heard of that. Yeah, it's a good shop there. I'm going to be working under my friend Alicia Thomas. And I think working with her will. Oh, my gosh. I've definitely seen that. Did she used to tattoo a Boston Tattoo Company? Yeah, she did. Oh, my God. I literally think I've seen that name on Instagram, which is so funny because I like never know anyone. <laughs> she's, she's really awesome. Very like. I don't know. She's like a boss ass bitch. And like watching her. From like the moment I started getting tattooed, I was just like, mm -hmm. she is just always killing it, making her own mm -hmm. art. Like she is always making like koozies and t-shirts and other fun mm -hmm. stuff while tattooing. And I was just like, I just felt like we were very similar when we met and I mm -hmm. looked up to her. So I'm very glad that I'm going to be able to work with her. 
So are you like going to be like apprenticing with her? Is that what is like terminology? Cool, cool. Yeah, I'm going to be apprenticing with her. Um, I don't really know like all the details yet, but I'm going to be starting there next week. That's so exciting. Well, whenever you do start tattooing, please text me immediately. <laughs> I will. I'll already give you anything that you want. Um, okay. Well, I mean, is there anything else that you kind of want to share upon? Um, I don't really know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get it. Okay. Well, um, I have a few questions that I like to ask. If you could give um, anyone like say your face was broadcasted to 8 billion people, what piece of advice would you give the world? And what piece of advice would you give your younger self? Something I've been saying a lot lately, just very short and sweet is have fun. As a kid, I was always afraid to have fun. And I don't know, just have fun. Like you're allowed to like be nice to yourself and like let yourself be free. Be a little naughty sometimes, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) yeah I definitely agree with the having fun that has been my um maybe maybe my downfall at times (laughs) (laughs) I I think I'm also kind of the depression and that kind of journey caused me to realize like wait a minute I should just prioritize like feeling good and enjoying life because fuck hating life I hated that that was awful (laughs) yeah when I was like I still find myself getting depressed but like the difference is when I was younger, I would just be like, everything's awful. I'd look for all the bad things and why the world is so terrible. Yeah. And now there's still a lot of those things still exist, but now I'm just able to manage it better because I can't take everything on. I can't fix everything. Yeah. I need, like worrying about yourself is not selfish. Yeah. hundred percent. And if you could give advice to people who, um, like are looking to who are artists, you know, and maybe they have another career path that's more kind of on the um, like maybe they're in school or maybe they have a job they don't enjoy or maybe they just want to create art, but they don't know where to start. What would your advice be to them? Hmm. Um, I just think don't stop. Yeah. Art, like find other friends who make art reach out to other people to collab because most of the time we're all a bunch of weirdos who are afraid to talk to each other. We're all anxious. And like, if you reach (laughs) out, you're probably going to get the same response. Everyone's always like, if I reach out to someone to collab, they're like, Oh my God, I'm so excited. The same way you about the podcast. Like I was ecstatic. I was like, I was like, wow, I can't believe you want to work with me. And I feel like a lot of artists feel that way too. So well, that's good to know, even for myself. <laughs> and then I guess I always look on, like, I know it might be kind of sketchy, but Craigslist <laughs> has Love some that. random art. That's how I get my jobs. Yeah, like, I'm just, take up all the opportunities you can, even if it's something you wouldn't usually do. Step out of your comfort mm-hmm. zone, because once you show that you do that, other people will reach out. You show that you want to yeah. do it, and more opportunities will come. I know yeah. the social media I, game pain, but it helps. Yeah. I found the universe responds well to that too. Like showing her like, I'm serious about this. I actually like it. And she's like, okay, here you go. Mm-hmm. Just jump in. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for being on this podcast. This was a really lovely conversation. I'm really excited for people to hear it. Um, really so the nice. date today is, what is it? The 28th or 27th? Um, Maybe the 28th. 
Yeah, the 28th. 28th of July. Okay. And this will be up tomorrow, actually. <laughs> Yay. <sighs> All right. Well, thank you so much for being here. And thank you so much for tuning into this podcast episode. You are so loved. You are so cherished. You are so capable of living the life that you have dreamed of. And we will see you later. Thank you for having me. Okay. And then that's the password, blah, blah, blah. And, (laughs) but all right. Well, thank you so much. That was really awesome. I really enjoyed it. And then I will um, text you the link um, even before I publish it, if you want. All right. Oh, yay. I'm so excited. That was really nice. Thank you so much. Of course. Thank you. I will enjoy your day. I'll talk to you. I'll see you soon.